Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here with me, Daniel. And Aaron. Aaron, it's the final round of the group stages before we have to say goodbye to 16 of these teams. Hopefully, our team isn't one of them. I say our team. You're wearing the colours of a different team. Our mortal enemies for this week. What's cracked there? Two reasons. One is I had a feeling you were going to wear this top. And so I'm trying to wear Christmas colours. Yeah, fair enough. Second, I'm trying to grade and curse AC Milan. Um, and so I'm trying to, I'm going to really, really talk up AC Milan today. Yeah. I mean, they are going to need some talking up for us to get out of our little slump. But hopefully it is just an away slump. Uh, we are recording after Newcastle's defeat to Tottenham today. Bit of a tough one to take. Um, but first of all, we are going to talk about last match day, how we got on, how badly we you, did. You did. Did you do all right? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Did you do all right? Come on, then let's hear about it, scum. So, I took a minus four. Very unlike you. But that was so I could get Saka. Ah, oh, well done. Um, So, the transfers were... Else have I got them up ready? Uh, Vinicius Jr. out, Sane out, and Bastoni out. Yeah, good. I good brought in Saka and Mbappe. Good. And the I was then going to go Rico Lewis, but then I was like, I've got a million left. So I was like, let's go a little bit of interest. I went for Hummels. So Hummels in his eight points. Well done. So yeah. my... It ended up being a 3-5-2 in the end. So it was Blaswich and goal with five. Cancelo, 14. Hummels, eight. Hakimi, three. Saka, 24. Obviously, captain. Bellingham, 14. Kimmich, five. Gordon, two. Simons, five. Kane, two. Mbappe, I've never been so mad at a six. <laughs> I would have um, took a two all day long. <laughs> I know it feels like so long ago since that game, since the controversy of it. Uh, how so? How many points did you get overall? Eighty-eight. And where does that put you rank-wise? Uh, I did a oh well, that's a big green arrow. Sorry, Dan. Uh, Fifty-four thousand. This is a lot less fun now that you're good and I'm bad. This is a lot less fun. So I got 55 points, um, just giving up at this point. I brought in Wilfred Zaha for him to be the one to dodge points. I mean, he's hit the bar, he's, hit, he's missed a couple of sitters as well. Act Cogley even scored off the bench, but it was Ziek, the other guy on the other wing. I got all of the points, goals, assists, a lot. Nerds call it variance. It's what it is, isn't it? Um, I also brought in Haaland. So it was fine. You got six points. But in terms of the rest of my team that played Riznik, one of my highest scorers with six points for four million goalkeeper. Munoz with another six, but he's now a problem. Basagli with two. Di Lorenzo with five. Kawarashelia dodging more points. Two. Bellingham with 14. Zaha with two. Brace Mendes with three. He's not done anything since I brought him in. I've jinxed him. Xavi Simmons, five points. Haaland, six. And then Keynes, whopping two points. Double to four. <laughs> it's miserable. Yeah, 460k. I'm just in it for pants now. That's it. We're here. It is what it is. I think if I totaled up all of my ranks, 
each total together. I yeah, I yeah, I'm good. No any others. Yeah, it's true. Um, I trying to think back to you, like through the episodes that we've done. And I'm like, almost like, where did it go wrong? So where where do you think your seasons went wrong? I mean, from, if you ha- if you oh, from match day one, I think for, no, from match day one it was a bad start, and I got the plan. I can name different points. A match day one, the plan was wrong. I should have set up a normal team to then wildcard in three or four and then still have a chip to play. That's what I should have done. Um, from there, I took that minus... Oh, my, my, I think I played a limitless that went badly. My actual wildcard didn't go too great, but um, the minus 12 that I took in match day four that could have been a minus four. And if that went right, I'd I'd had a, I would have had a massive score. That was a hundred point week for me down the bin. Down the toilet, even. Down the bin's not a phrase. In the bin <laughs> or down the toilet. Uh that so, phrase just summed up your season. That should doesn't exist. So yeah, like I've had I, look, people say whatever the like we've never ever pretended to be good players. We kind of just like the game, like talking about we're happy to do the research that no one can be asked for. Like that's that's the thing. People can't be bothered to do their own research. It's all in one place here because we've done it. We've never claimed to be good players. It just so happens that we've had some good scores over the years. Um, but even good players need luck. Like you're picking T-shirts with value, and <laughs> like you need the. It's out of your hands once the game gets going. And I, I've not had one rub of the green. So it is what it is. Uh, I wasn't expecting to get so deep in. In fantasy football, <laughs> I know, but yeah, we are. I've thought about it a lot, so yeah, it's but ultimately, we play this game because it should be fun, and I think that's what I said to myself for match day four for the 12 point. I was like, I'm gonna just try and have fun, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take hits to try and get some points, regardless of my rank. Um, <laughs> stupid advice, but yeah, we are. It's only up from here, is it? Well, yeah, because I don't think so. There's still. There's still, there's still more people behind me than in front of me, Aaron. <laughs> well, I think because over the past, well, I I know mostly for it's normally roles reversed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, last year I had a, a good season as well, but like in the knockouts is where I normally make the biggest climbs. I bet you've got chips in the knockouts. Uh, not. Well, I feel like it's been every year. I feel like I've always did like the biggest green arrows in the knockouts. But is this the first time you've used both chips in the group no, stages? Last year. last year I was. You can pick my teams in the knockouts then, Aaron. You can help us out. I think, do you think... It, it, is, it is time I repaid the favor and, and help you out for once. We can do it. We can I've, do it. I've been where you are and you have been where I am. We need, yeah. to, we need to help each other out. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, we'll try and help each other out with with the ranks. But let's move on to match day six, big match day. Now, normally we will do these uh, Tuesday fixtures first. Chronologically, really. Yeah, exactly. They, or... These are the early fixtures. Yeah. What we're going to do for this podcast or for this episode is we're going to change it up to do the groups that have the most riding on it. So if you, if you want to make transfers, you want to be picking players from teams with something to play for. So that's how we're going to do it. We're going to start with who we think has the most to play for in terms of the groups, regardless of whether you want to go for any players from that fixture or not. 
they want to work down to the least important. Kind of like match of the day. Yeah. Uh, and then off that, you can decide, you know, should I be going for Man City players when, spoiler alert, they're the last group we're going to talk about because everything's sorted. What's the point? Um, we've got some injury news. Uh, some of it that affects certainly me. Does that, do you know any uh, any injuries that you've got without spoiling them yet? Um, not that I'm aware of. Um, so in terms of my thinking at the moment, I've still got the limitless chip. So it is a big... I don't know whether I'm going to pull the trigger. Don't do it. Or or should I try? It's going to be chaos, anyways. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess we'll kind of go through my team as we're talking about groups, and then we can kind of decide. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but we're going to start with the group of death, the group with the most riding on it. Only one team has qualified at the moment, but all the positions could change. Yes, so. Dortmund can finish first or second. Paris Saint-Germain can finish first, second, or third. Newcastle can finish second, third, or fourth. Milan can finish second, third, or fourth. So it's everything to play for. It's the might be the last opportunity I get to wear my Newcastle top on a podcast for the main event, um, which is why I wanted to make the most of it, get a final bit of sports watching in there. But it's been a it's been an experience, been a wild ride amazing all the effort from last year and how it all came about for us we've had some really good times in this competition we've had a couple of eyebrow raises and some horrible moments obviously particularly with the same team yeah yeah exactly swings and roundabouts isn't it um but yes i think it's also good just to test yourself against other teams in europe we've heard the music now so Moving into this final game week or match day, I personally feel nothing but pride for them. But there's still a lot to do in terms of actually going through. So we'll start from the top of the group with Dortmund. Uh, Dortmund. So Dortmund need to just draw with Paris Saint-Germain to finish top. So they're going for a draw. Or obviously if Paris Saint-Germain score, then you know they've got to excel to get that. Uh, they got beat 3-2 at the weekend after going down to 10 men after... 15 minutes, I think it was. Matt Summers got sent off. So the player that you brought in. Sorry, right, you got a clean sheet and player of the match. I don't care. This is it. This is what I'm talking about. But my my defender, my two-pointer Basagli scored during the week. Fuming. Two-pointer. Just um CLV. I think obviously in terms of Dortmund, they're a good home team. They get beat at home, but again, that was the ten men. They only got beat three two up Leipzig as well, by the way, which I think says how good they are. Paris Saint Germain aren't a great away team, uh, but they are in a really, really good run of form, I suppose. I still fancy Dortmund to get a result here. What do you think? Um, I think Paris Saint Germain are definitely the favourites, um, but. I just don't trust Dortmund. It's just one of them where, like, they could have won the league on the last day, and it was just bottle jobs. That's that's what scares us. Uh, is that? I mean, it's not like Paris Saint Germain any, any like elite mentality type of team anyway. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm a bit nervous about. I think when it comes down to Dortmund, the fact that they've already qualified, 
I mean, I, I think they would rather have Newcastle in the round of 16 with them, even though they don't want to play us. But I think they'd rather have us in the knockouts than Paris Saint-Germain. So if they've got a chance to knock out Paris Saint-Germain, it'll help them out in the like yeah. later in the competition. Perhaps, perhaps. I just think they'll want to go out and finish top, personally. I just think they'll want to not have to play a a top-seeded team from the other groups. I think that's going to be them. Also, I think players do just want to go out and win every game. But when in it front comes of to their that, home fans. Yeah. I think in terms of that, just extra bit of motivation to actually finish top. I think it says a re- I think it'll make a real statement for them in the group as well. If they finish top with probably 13 points if they win, or even 11 points if they draw from this group, is an outstanding effort by any of the teams who have I done think this. I had them last in my group prediction. I don't. I think I had them second and third with us. I think I had Paris top, and then it was either us or Dortmund. I had Milan last. I think something changed. Uh, no, I think I had. You I had think Dortmund I, last because I had AC Milan third yeah. or second. I mean, Dortmund are one of them teams. They'll be terrible next year in the Champions League. So that's the way that Dortmund work. The rem- Really good one year, terrible the next, really good, terrible, really good, terrible, like just up and down, jack-in-the-box team of the Champions League. As far as players goes, it's a bit of a tough one. Like, who who would you rest your hat on getting points in this game from? I mean, Mbappe is the one where you think for Paris Saint-Germain, you might get a point. Like, you're not going for anyone else from Paris Saint-Germain. No chance. But for Dortmund... Do you go for one of the defenders against Paris Saint-Germain? Do you think they keep the clean sheet? I think they could. Like I think Dortmund defenders, if you've got them, you keep them. You've got Hummels. So I've got three players in this match. Hummels, Hakimi, Mbappe. I think as long as they all play, that's six points other people just won't get. If I'm being honest. Also, I think it is Wednesday as well. Yeah, oh, that's a problem. But I think Hakimi's probably the dodgy one because Mbappe and Hummels playing against each other, I just think Mbappe scores on all wonders for Paris Saint-Germain in the top games. And if Mbappe doesn't score, then Hummels gets you a clean sheet. So even uh, so, I think like either way, you're probably looking at eight points between them, between them two. But I think, or maybe let's say nine points, let's say Hummels, you know, makes three ball recoveries or whatever. But he's he's been averaging five. Yeah. So let's say you get nine points for match day six. I think that's quite good. Whereas you don't want to be taking a hit to be getting two of those out when Hakimi's getting rid of Hakimi, especially for the money's probably enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the the challenge with this one. Obviously, Hakimi um, used to play for Dortmund, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So he's very um, good for them. Yeah, so I think that's going to be interesting, his his return to Germany. Um, Hakimi got an absolute haul against him in match day one as well, didn't he? Yeah, like he scored. Yeah. That's a challenge. That, that... PSG at home aren't PSG away. In Dort- Dortmund away aren't Dortmund at home either. So I, more than ever, post-COVID, we are experiencing... Teams being magic at home and pretty atrocious. Away. If it helps, Paris Saint Germain scored one in both of the other away games in the Champions League group. Obviously, they lost both of them. Yeah. Um, Mbappe scored in one. Was it Lucas Hernandez that scored against us? Yeah. So 
the chances of a Dortmund clean sheet are quite low. Quite low. So yeah, I am just banking on Hummels probably just outscoring someone who plays on a Tuesday. Yeah. Which I'm looking for a three or a two or three or four points, probably. Yeah. So. I mean, see what the rest of your team looks like. Obviously, you've got to bench some players. So you might just bench them. It'd be all right. Uh, other than that, it's just the usual suspects from this Adiemi, Brandt, Rice is on pens for Dortmund. They're the they're like the three players. Uh, Donny Marlin's gone back to all fart, no shite. Like he's a really explosive player, but terrible with his final ball, his final shot, all that sort of stuff. So I wouldn't say he's a particularly great fantasy asset. Who do you think is going to win that game? Um. Uh, no, I think it'll be a draw. Yeah. I think 1-1. One, one. I'm going Dortmund 2-1. Close to the mast. I really hope so. Because then that brings us on nicely to a certain game in our neck of the woods with these uh, with these two teams. Yes. Newcastle at home to Milan. Let's start with Milan, Aaron. Let's start with the away team. Liao's out, which is an absolute blessing. Yep. Um... I would say if you had to put all the Milan players in order of how dangerous they are and who you would, if you look to nullify them, you've stopped the team. Who would you say, like, after Liao, who would you say is the next one that you have to try and nullify to stop the team? I'd say either Teo or Giroud, probably. Cool. So that's a good thing because Teo Hernandez is playing centre-back because of the amount of injuries they have in the back four. He has volunteered to play... In centre back, so he he's has played... played at centre back before. I mean, it's kind of strange, like the Hernandez brothers brother swap round. Like one of them is clearly better at the centre back, and the other one's clearly better <laughs> at <the> back. <laughs> but they they're going to play in the opposite. Yeah. Anyways, what a time uh, to be alive. <laughs> so that that's happened. Um, they lost three two to Atalanta. They got a red card, um, but that was in the last minute, so we can't really look at that. Yeah. Um, Luis Muriel, what a player. Is he still playing for Atalanta? Yeah. Did he come off the bench? He did. <laughs> it's like you know it. <laughs> um, I've, I've seen this film before. Here. <laughs> so Giroud is back in the striker role. Uh, Pulisic and Chukwesi was the starting wingers. I do think that'll be the same. Um, ben Asser came back off the bench, so he... Oh, no. Um, I, I don't think he's fit enough to start. Oh, but... please don't. He's, if uh, any Newcastle fans are unaware, he might actually be their actual best... No, I don't know. Liao's probably the best player. Liao's the best player. Um, ben Asser's a very good player. I, I was in top five. I'd say Mignan is probably the second best player. In do you reckon? The goalkeeper? Yeah. Because I was injured? Yeah, he got an assist on the weekend, though. <laughs> Edison gets assists. I wouldn't say he was Man City's second best. I think, reckon, that's actually reckon... Ma- I think that's Mannion's like, third assist of the season. Do you reckon Mannion's better than Teo Hernandez and Benacer? So you would say Teo's uh, probably top five left back? Teo? Maybe world? not in your personal rankings, but... Probably no, no. I would definitely put Teo top left, top five left backs in the world. And then now the question... say he is the best. I'm like that is a that's a claim that yeah. Mignan top five goalkeeper in the world. He's starting goalkeeper for France. 
Um, maybe in terms of shot stopping, he is. Maybe, yeah. If he is, he's he's fourth yeah. or fifth, probably. Either way, they're interchangeable. But um, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, it's because there's more centre midfielders than good left backs and goalkeepers in the world. Like, yeah, that... that's that's a shout. Um, anyway, that's a ramble yeah, random, random ramble there. Um, anyway, Benna says good, and we don't want him to play. That's the that's the meat yeah. and drink of that. Um, so in terms of how their back four look, uh, it'll probably be similar to how they lined up. So you've got Calabria as the right back. Yeah. Tamori's the only fit centre back. Tiao's out. Yeah. Um, and obviously he played really well against when you went to go see them in in Italy. Yeah, um, yeah he was unbelievable. Hernandez and then Florenzi left back. So they've got a right back and left back. Kalulu's out as well. Yeah. I, like they have nobody no, on the bench. Simon Chair out. This is not nice for Milan, but it's nice for us considering how many injuries we've got. So that potentially you could start to look now at, at Gordon, who I've got, who, who's gotten consecutive attacking returns in home games. Yeah. He's on a little bit of a streak. Um, I think Isak, if he plays, he was. A lot of them were dreadful today. Not uh, again. Callum Wilson is on the bench. He's like he's getting yeah back to fitness. So like, oh yes, I, I keep on forgetting that. Obviously, not a lot of people or oh, Newcastle fans that watch this, but um, we're very tired. You can just see they are knackered mentally, physically, the lot. Isak looks like he would lose a race with the tortoise at the minute. Um. He just looks so leggy. Wilson came on and he was lively, he was bright, he got an assist. He could have had a couple of goals, to be fair, Wilson. If he decided to shoot on his left foot instead of trying to bring it on to his right, he just had some confidence with that. He had a header that he's knocked right at the keeper. He did more in 15, 20 minutes than Isak did in the game. I would not get Isak in because I wouldn't be convinced, A, that Wilson doesn't start, or be that he's not hooked after an hour to bring Wilson on when Milan are a bit more tired. I think Isak would be a bad pick. I, I, I agree Gordon would probably be the best, and he's like he's just a 90-minute player at the minute. I just think them two centre-backs for AC Milan are very pacey. Well, Hernandez very pacey for yes, a centre-back. Yes, he is. Um, but in terms of physicality, I would say Wilson gets the better of Tomori more times than not. Tomori and Isak, that's a bit more even. Um, Hernandez versus Callum Wilson. I reckon Callum Wilson beats him with experience in terms of positioning. Yeah, and... Hernandez is strong, isn't he? Yeah. So um... it's the movement of the striker. I think. Like for, for me, and I think Callum Wilson's so good at that. Yeah. Like he's so good in terms of the movement. So it, you could say I, I do see that tactic working where Isak will tie them out. Um, but. I also think Joe Linton, if he starts running into the box as he has been, I think he gets the better of of them in terms of physicality. Yeah, don't disagree with that at all. He obviously got a goal today, but it's tough banking on Joe Linton getting goals from centre midfield. He got most of his goals last year from left wing when he got when he went on that little hot streak. Um, he was playing in a different position, basically. I still don't think you could buy Joe Linton over Gordon, though. I agree, million, especially for the, the money as well. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the two goal scorers for AC Milan, um, the just wait for it to to load again. So Giroud and then Jovic came off the bench. Um, 
Pulisic did come really, really close from a Minyan long ball. Um, so we are look. I think you, Giroud, I think will be the danger man. Yeah, I think 100%. he'll be, he'll be the one who scores for AC Milan. I remember when they were in like a crunch situation last year, um, and it was a similar situation to this where. AC Milan, because they had lost so bad to Chelsea two yeah. games in a row, they had to win match day six. And I think Giroud scored two goals. He's such a clutch player, Giroud. Yeah. I think he's so underrated. Um, he just gets important goals, didn't he? When they won the league, he got them goals against Inter Milan, who are the better, t- like the better mm-hmm. team in the league. And he turned up. And with again, how our, how our defenders are playing at the minute, and I appreciate Newcastle's home form and away from are two totally different things, but we look shattered. We look in the the crowd on Wednesday night needs to be electric, absolutely electric to give them energy. I think it's uh, it's got. I think there's goals in it for both teams. Uh, just with the injury troubles, how tired both teams likely are. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of an issue. I'd say if you want to pick a player from this game, I agree with you. Gordon for his value. And he's a he's a home player as well. He's good at home, Anthony Gordon. What do you think the score's going to be? Uh, Newcastle win 2-1. Same. Exactly. I've got 2-1 for both games. Um, uh, I'm going to go a step further and say Giroud, Gordon and Wilson, the three scorers. Uh, with Trippier assists, because of course, probably not with them, but yeah. Either way, maybe. No, I, I think, yeah, I, I think Newcastle will have the better of AC Milan at home, um, and then in terms of the other players, it's just about keeping their cool, not letting the situation get to them. Um, Shaw, I think, will be critical, so he could be a good. He's not being very good the last two games. It's been really bad. Like, I mean, really I mean, so yeah, but not... but if he, oh, I mean, by like, he will be critical, like to the success. Yeah, I think Botman potentially just misses out. I heard that he's back in training. Yeah, he's been training on his own for a little while. Um, but that, I guess that's just going to, like the Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. Part of our discussions now. I think, but that in terms of how that would finish, that would be Newcastle finish second. So yes, exactly. We'll take that. I have and, faith, and, and if not, we're going to be starting a Europa League podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Europa League fantasy. Join us <laughs> in January. Um, on to the next group, Group A. So at the moment, this will be on the Tuesday. Um, Bayern United against Bayern Munich. Copenhagen against Galatasaray. Bayern Munich already through, top spot secured. They can chill. The only thing they have to <laughs> play chill. for. <laughs> the only thing they have to play for is potentially personal pride with a few of these players, but also the fact that they've got that streak going on where I think if they win this, it'll be 40 consecutive group stage matches without a loss. But they've just had another streak come to an end in the Bundesliga. 5-1 they got beat off Eintracht Frankfurt and no they weren't playing a rotated team they were played their absolute strongest 11 Serge Nabry is out for six weeks or something like that muscle injury so he will not be fit for this game which pretty much means that Leroy Sané is fairly nailed on to play I think with questions over whether he would he obviously got dropped for match day five or rested whatever you want to put it Tell could still get a game 
Harry Kane will want to play still against Man United because he just wants to score goals in every game. He'll want to break, break Champions League records, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's a, it's going to be a strange game because Man United actually played quite well at the weekend. Since they dropped Rashford and Martial, they've got people that now will just do the basics and run around, put in a shift, and they're going to they're really going to need that. I think Man United are going to win and get through because it's just going to annoy everyone that isn't a Man United fan, isn't it? Really, it's going to... Copenhagen have got the chance to go through. Imagine Copenhagen going through the round of 16. Unbelievable. Galatasaray have got a chance to go through after, obviously, the disaster that they've had um, earlier on in the year in terms of uh, the earthquake and stuff. Like, you're thinking, oh, there's some really nice moments that could happen, but no, Man United will cheese it. Guaranteed. Bayern yeah, there's probably like out. a £1 billion payment to each of these teams to let them do, get through. Yeah. And it's going to be Bruno Fernandes scoring the winner from a dodgy penalty, and he's going to run up to the camera and do this to all the Galatasaray fans. Um, it's guaranteed. I have Harry Kane. I'll be keeping him. I think if you have any other buy-in players, you probably actually want rid of them. They're going to cost you a lot of money. They are playing for nothing, and you could free up a lot of space. How many Bayern Munich players do you have, Aaron? Uh, I currently have two. Harry Kane and Leroy Sané. And Kimmich. And Kimmich. Oh, Kimmich scored at the weekend, I think. I think uh, he was doing quite well for me. So he got seven in the first match I brought him in, and then he got five. Is he getting ball recoveries galore? Or is he a bit of an assister? Obviously, uh, he got group. assists in the first one against Galatasaray and six ball recoveries. Clean sheet and six ball recoveries in the last one. That's, so, a, that's not bad that because 6.5 yeah you're not getting rid of a 6.5 million that's going to get you like a baseline 5 pointer that's fine I'll play Tuesday or Wednesday I'm going to ask Tuesday. you this Tuesday first set's Tuesday so he's um, if he, he, would do, he would kind of uh, you want we'll, him to play on a Wednesday don't you we'll touch on it a bit but my Tuesday Wednesday split is is bad is it yeah that's I, I didn't realise it until after the deadline and I was like oh no I've, I've kind of transferred my way into a dead Mine's end. great, which shows how bad I've been the last few weeks. If my Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, it's great. Everyone else is like, oh, my Tuesday, Wednesday is terrible. Yeah, great. Enjoy your points for match tier four and five. Swines. For Man United, they've got Regalon, four million, who's a bit of a budget if anyone's really wild but I think Bruno Fernandes is probably the best pick and if someone if someone like you was thinking about a limitless I'd probably consider Bruno on a limitless if you've got no issues money wise then it's definitely worth bringing him in again because he's on pens but he's just the type of player a cheese a goal um, but he's also the type of player where no, so how because you see Man United winning I don't I think that Bayern Munich they'll look at it from a tournament perspective. And similar to what I was saying about Dortmund wanting to knock Paris Saint-Germain out for the later stages, there's no way like they want Man United to get through. Like They're not just going to be like, oh yeah, Man United will do you a favour. Yeah. Like, they'll love the fact that they get a knockout Man United. Yeah. Um, plus, they've got a massive chip on their shoulder, the fact that the Premier League is all high and mighty, the fact that they could knock out one of the biggest names in the Premier League in the group stage, make them finish last. I think Bayern Munich would 
really relish that. I think they're the type of team where it'll be, it seems to be like that case in the Champions League. They've not really blown us away the same way that they've done the Bundesliga. It seems to be very, very tight games. And in the last 10 minutes, they'll score all their goals. Yeah. I think that'll be similar because I feel like Man United, the closer it gets to full time, will be throwing everything at them. And then Bayern Munich, with their quality, will pick, like, pick their moment. Tell will come on. Um, Musiala is, is back. He came on for a few minutes. I think he'll come on and get, he'll probably sub for probably Sane or Coleman. Um, so, I mean, you don't want to transfer them in, but I do think that they're the type of player who probably, if the match goes that way that I've kind of described in my head, um, yeah, I think that they'll be a, a big role in it. I'd also like to clarify, we've done this before. Where we've said things sarcastically on this podcast and people don't get it. I know Man United got beat 3-0 off Bournemouth at the weekend. I was joking when I said they played quite well. I was thinking about it after and people are going to take that seriously, aren't they? These people don't do their research. <laughs> it should have been four. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's what I mean. Like I just think it's so typical of Man United to ruin everyone's fun. It's all they've ever done since I was born. Who has ruined other people's fun? If, if Man United scored a last-minute winner, who do you think would be the biggest troll to send X-Mental? Got to be. I would say Maguire or Rashford. You mean in terms of a player? Like, if, if a player scored? Yeah, which Man United player would send X-Just-Mental? It would have to be Maguire. Surely. Onana, header from a corner. Oh, it scores from a goal <laughs> kick. <laughs> from a goal kick. Um, Just a rocket into the top corner. No, genuinely, I'd say Onana assist for like Rashford off the bench. Like, just pumping along. Or like, Onana and Maguire, maybe. Yeah, I think that would send people absolutely nuts. Like, I think in terms of... In v, like, it's clearly offside, but VAR allow it. I'd, I think in terms of sending non-Man United fans, Lupi, it would be Bruno Fernandes. I think he's one of the most hated players in the league. Every, Man United fans probably love him. Actually, not maybe not after this week. I've seen some people being like, oh my God, he down tools. Yeah, But historically, he's been brilliant for Man United. He's one of them players that every single person that supports a team in the league that isn't Man United or isn't Portuguese absolutely despises Bruno Fernandes. And if he did it... Yeah, you've just reminded me of my, my, uh, my original point, which I didn't make. Uh, because I see Bayern Munich going that way and winning, I think this is a tight match where Bruno Fernandes doesn't grab it by the scruff of the neck and he complains to the ref the whole time. And so he's going to one-pointer, yellow card. Yeah. Interesting. I think, yeah, that's the way I see it. So Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing very well, so go with you. I've got to go with you this year, Aaron. Well, no, I mean, cause... I mean nothing. I am worthless. The great curse is still a thing. No, not yet. Not clearly not. What's the score going to be? I see two nil Bayern Munich. I'm going to say one nil Man United. Oh, we disagree. I oh, know. Once. The other game, uh, Copenhagen against Galatasaray. Uh, when these two teams faced each other last time, Copenhagen won. Um, yes. Copenhagen have, have done really, really well, I think. So um, well. 
they're other than against Man United, they've done really, really well defensively. They're a really tough unit to to break down. Um, and so when you look back at like match day one, and like kind of just all the different like craziness. Actually, Copenhagen didn't win. I got confused. My bad. Two two, but it took two eighty five plus minutes goals by Galatasaray to get. Also, Copenhagen had a red card. So, um, it was quite an upset. A lot of people thought that Galatasaray would walk this match. Um, Icardi did nothing, which upset a lot of people uh, who banked on him. Um, How do you see this one going? Uh, This one? Basically, whoever wins this match goes through. Well, I think this one's going to be a draw again with Man United winning. That's what I'm. Te- that's what I'm saying. You sickened me, Dan. <laughs> Honestly, look, it ain't my first rodeo, Aaron. Man United hate everyone to have fun, and this is what's going to happen. These two are going to draw. I think it's going to be another, another good game with goals, goals galore. If we look at players to pick, I think midfielders are abundant from these teams. You're looking at, from a Copenhagen perspective, uh, Laraga, who's got a couple of goals and an assist in the first five games. You've got El Yanusi, who's got a couple of goals in the first five games. Also, you've got Gonchalves. Now, it's not it's not Sporting Lisbon's Gonchalves, but he's still got the same surname, and I want to back him for that reason. That's... This is where I'm at, Aaron. <laughs> I'm 460k in the world. This is where I'm at. I'm thinking, get him in because he's got a class surname for a player that's historically done really well for us. <laughs> From the Galatasaray side of things, uh, Ziyech obviously was off to a flyer. You've got Wilfred Zaha, who's probably my least favourite of the six I'm about to say. I've said five. Um, and Aktakoglu. Aktakoglu scored again at the weekend, I think. Um, I think people should be going for players out of out of those six, especially if you've got Brace Mendes, who, spoiler, for Sociedad is injured. He's uh, broken his arm at Inkapui, snapped him in half at the weekend. In a, I think Sociedad won 3-0 or something like that. So I think for those that have a Brace Mendes fire to put out, I'd be looking at Laraga, El Yanusi, Gonchalves, you'll never forget the name, uh, Aktakoglu, Ziek, and then maybe Zaha. Like I say, Zaha is probably the least favourite of those, but I have him, so I'm stuck with him. Do you have any picks from this game? Um, I don't, and that's what kind of amazes us because one of these two teams will make it to the knockout, and I've not owned a single player from until them. the draw and Man United win, and then Man United go through, ruin everyone's fun. We've been over this. So, yeah, I, the fact that I haven't owned a single player from either of these teams, and I probably won't, is, I think, quite shocking, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, it has, it's done me okay, but I reckon I haven't, I mean, I've not looked through other people's teams, but top 10 in the world have probably have nailed these picks. They probably have Zia. Yeah. It's sickening, isn't it? Please help us with your tips. Let us know. Um, message us your transfers 
how do you see this one going? I'm going to go with the home team, Copenhagen, to win 3 1. You see another 2 2? Desmond. I don't think it's going to be 2 0, then 2 2 either. I think it's going to be 1 0, 1 1, 2 1, 2 2. I'm just going 3 1, even though I could name more Galatasaray players. Just I'm actually really thinking about getting one of these in as my midfielder for Brace Mendes, genuinely. Well, I think Galatasaray, the like the names that they have in their team, they have invested quite heavily into the team to to do well. Um, so obviously, but Acardi is a choice as well. Acardi up front, if you're looking for a forward with a certain Norwegian player being injured. Odegaard's injured again. Uh, he's he's gone. <laughs> but um, no, so I, it, according to, well, according to my predictions, buying Copenhagen finish, going through, it'll finish the way as according to me, it's buying a Man United. We're going to go to Group H next. Bit of a jump back to the Wednesday. Um, at the moment, Barcelona are top with twelve, but they are not safe there. Um, Porto on nine, Shakhtar on nine, and Antwerp on zero. Um, Big fat donut. So with that, the fixtures are important. So um, Porto versus Shakhtar, winner goes through. Barcelona against Antwerp, just have to get a point. It is a way to Antwerp. Let's let's three nil Antwerp. No, uh, it's just, I think the biggest thing are Boston are going to rotate is Cancelo. I think I, so. I've got Cancelo in my team. Um, do you still have any? Do you still have Kunde in your team somehow? I do still have Kunde <laughs> in my team, Aaron. I know he's been an absolute troll. Got injured, did well. Got injured. It's been a bit of a problem. Barcelona are playing right now. I think it's 1-1 at the minute. Yeah, it is. Oh, my goodness me. Aaron, Pedro Gonçalves is back. We've been talking about Hakimi at Dortmund. We've been talking about Luis Muriel. And here he is. Robert Lewandowski's scored his first goal in about eight years. Well done. Well done. Rafinha's got an assist. They are drawing 1-1 at home with Girona. Uh... They are playing a full-strength team, so they've got Koundé at right-back. Uh, they've got Araujo Christensen in the middle. They've got Cancelo at left-back. Well, they have... It's uh, not quite full-strength. A bit of a change in goalkeeper. Yeah, so Pena is in goal for uh, Testegen. So if you are looking for a goalkeeper, Pena is probably a really good shout. I think he's 4 million, and he's guaranteed to play. That being said, they clearly struggle against anyone with clean sheets. They've got Felix playing on the left, Rafinha playing on the right, and they've got Pedri, Gundogan, and De Jong in the middle. So they are full whack, except for Stegen. I think Joao Felix, again, is probably the best pick for Barcelona. If you have their defenders, I'd be concerned about rotation, to be honest. I really would. They do not need to win this game at all. Like, I know they want to make sure, but... I mean, is there any possibility they can finish anything other than top? Uh, I think they're qualified because of 
both Porto and Shakhtar can't both get three points. They've definitely qualified. 100% they've qualified. But they're not safe there in terms... I think it's head-to-head, -head actually. Yeah, so they're allowed to so draw. So it depends who they draw. It depends who wins that oh, match. So, yeah. So it's it's if Shakhtar win, Barcelona finish second. If Porto win, Barcelona finish top, even if they lose. But a draw will guarantee them finishing top. I can't see them finishing anything but top. I think if they don't win against Antwerp, they deserve not to finish top. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think we're to be concerned about Barcelona rotating, 100% be concerned about that. I don't think Lewandowski gets rotated because I think Xavi will want him to get goals. I, th I think the biggest thing is that the amount of injuries that Barcelona have. Like, obviously, they've got a lot of long-term injuries. How many youth academy players are going to try and promote? Which, thankfully, Barcelona and La Liga, they do release the squad list. So we will know if... Because I remember when they played match day six a few years ago, loads of people had Messi in their team, but I saw that Messi wasn't even in the squad to be called up. Yeah. So um, if, if it will kind of get a heads up. But if Lewandowski is in the squad, I can see him starting. Yeah, I think in terms of players to come in, you've got Sergio Roberto, who I think is nailed on to play right back. When I've got Yamal will play. Yamal will play. Oriol Romeo will play. Fermin will play in the middle. I think Alejandro Balde will play left-back, not Cancelo. I think Ferran Torres will play instead of Joao Felix. Or Rafinha, but probably Joao Felix. So I think there is a lot of room to... A, for, for these players to be rotated, but B, I think there's an opportunity to bring in Ferran Torres, genuinely. He'll. I think if he starts, he'll go absolutely off this week against. I think he's Antwerp. potentially playing for a transfer. I know there's a lot of, think a lot of. Come to Newcastle, Ferran. Come to Newcastle. I actually have seen that rumor. Have you? Mm -hmm. I don't think. I don't think you liked England. I mean, I wouldn't leave Barcelona to come to Newcastle in January, but. Could you not? As a Spanish national. Ah, uh, as a Spanish national. Yeah, fair enough. Um. That I think that was going to be really tricky, though. I think if. Obviously, if you are able to predict who's going to play, I think you'll get a lot of points. I think it's just going to be a, a, like there is that risk attached yeah. that any of the players could be subbed. Porto versus Shakhtar. Porto are at home. Um, Porto on the weekend. Um, well, they, they're heavy favourites to win. They won three one yesterday. They also won three one in the cup. 3-0 um, the game before that in the league. So they're scoring three three games in a row. Uh, they do have Sporting on Monday. Yeah, I don't think it's going to matter that these two teams are playing full strength, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Shakhtar, I mean, I'm not going to be able to pronounce who they've played against, but they won 2-0, 2-0, and then... Uh, Interesting, they've only played the two games since the last Champions League. Uh, Lubkov scored and Mr. Penn this weekend. So that could have been more. Um obviously they've had a little a little bit of a rest in terms of uh, they played on the Friday. I think Porto might have as well. I, I didn't look at the date, but Porto have been in this situation before. Shakhtar 
are always kind of nearly there. They'll get a good result in the group, but then never quite cross the line. Good opportunity. Um, I think if it's a draw, it'll stay as it is. Porto qualify. So the pressure is on Shakhtar. How do you see it going? I think this is a great game to get in Porto players. I mean, Galino, his heroics in match day one. Yep. Could he repeat that? Yep, definitely. Also, I think players like uh, Costa, the goalkeeper, or any of the defenders are likely to get save points, ball recovery points. Because I can see this being a Shakhtar attack versus Porto defence with Porto hitting them on the counter. So I think Evan Nielsen would be a good pick. I don't know if Shakhtar have got enough to unpick the locks. So I could see this being one of those games where you probably don't want to watch it because you'll be on the edge of your seat or hiding behind your sofa while your players are picking up ball recoveries, your goalkeeper's making saves, and you're thinking, oh my God, when Shakhtar are knocking on the door, I think it's going to be one of those, but then Porto will come through it on the other side. I mean, Galino started on the bench at the weekend. He came off, uh, sorry, he came off the bench. Um, didn't don't think he did anything when he was on. But um, Pepe scored again. Evan Nielsen scored again. So it's the same name as popping up. By this point, you know the players that you should be going for, really, I think. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I see a portal... 2-0 win. Exactly the same. That being said, I would like to say, guys, Fernando Andrade scored a penalty against FC Porto. I think that's the first time in the last 10 years that someone's managed to score a pen against them. So well done to you. I think you should win some kind of spot prize. Diogo Costa was in goal. You've scored past Diogo Costa from the penalty spot. He deserves a goal bonus at the very least. I wouldn't argue against not giving him that. Um, in terms of that group, then, according to our predictions, Barcelona, Porto make it through. Going on to Group C next, Real Madrid um, against Union Berlin. I think the biggest question is, does Bellingham play? Probably. Obviously, he scored again on the weekend. I think they will. I think it's Real Madrid, the Champions League, that they're just going to play their strongest eleven. Union Berlin, kind of a little bit of a letdown, but it's their first ever appearance in the Champions League. Um, they could still finish third, um, provided that Napoli win and they win. Um, so there is a little bit to play for there, but I just I think because of their success last season, they were just cherry-picked in the transfer window, and um, there was lots of changes in terms of coaching staff and all sorts. Um, their stadium had to be upgraded. Lots of transition. I don't think it's the last we'll see of them. Maybe not next year, but I do think they're building something really good. Um, Finally won a game this weekend. 3-1 against Mönchengladbach. Yeah, Alisson Plier scored. Another blast from the past. Uh, yeah, they've got a new manager in. Sorry, he's got a goal a lot. Uh, Barcelona are now losing 2-1. Don't get Pena. Yeah, I'd say um, I I agree that the the tide might be sort of changing with the new coach coming in. I still think it's going to be a bridge too far for them, Real Madrid, personally. In the Tansy question, yeah, I do think Jude Bellingham starts. I also think another great player, obviously 
it's not me saying, oh, I think he's a great player. You know, like people don't already realise Rodrigo's a really great player. But I mean, in terms of a great pick, because he's just scoring goals. He just seems to have hit that little purple patch, especially with this Vinicius Jr. not being in the team for their injury. He seems to have stepped up. When they play the system with the two of them, it feels like they're both fighting for the same thing, even though they're on the same side, the split, Jude Bellingham will come through the middle. Whereas when he's up there with like Hosselu or someone, Hosselu's a much greater team player than than those two. So I feel people around Hosselu can benefit more. So I think because of that, Rodrigo becomes a much better pick than when Vinicius Jr. is in the team with the new position. And obviously if they're playing standard three in midfield, three up front, like they did last year, then, well, they've got nothing to do with each other, really. So it's fine. So yeah, I think Rodrigo, Bellingham, not entirely sure if I'd go for a Real Madrid defender, though, just because like Union Berlin have it in them to score, especially if they've got that new manager bounds and they've got to win the game. Like They might just go full pelt at Real Madrid, nick a goal, and then Real Madrid have not been great defensively this year. In a lot of the games, they've won by the odd one goal. So I'm not sure if I'd go for a Real Madrid defender. Do you have any Real Madrid players? Uh, no, just Bellingham, but I feel like everybody and their dog does. Um, no, I don't have anyone else from, from there. Actually, they're the only ones from this group. I don't have any Napoli players, which may change. Um, speaking of Napoli, I, I'm actually prediction. Um, Does Bellingham score? Yes. I think he's a really good uh, when, uh, Tuesday captain. Yeah. He always, yeah, I think he's been grossly ignored for the captaincy by quite a lot of people. They are, I mean, Union Berlin are at home, aren't they? I mean, the one, that's the thing. Union Berlin only lost 1-0 to a Jude Bellingham goal in the first game. They've got two draws in the last two games. Mm, you know what? I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw, and I'm going to I'm going to say Jude Bellingham will score. Okay. Um, The issue is, if he does score, he's scored for absolutely everybody else. 70, if he is, yeah, if you, if you 74% want, owned. If you want any points from him, you need to captain him, basically. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good Tuesday captaincy. And if he doesn't play, you just pick a Wednesday captain. Yeah. Nice and easy. Yep. Um, Something, nah, I probably wouldn't. But is this a good week to actually use auto subs? If someone doesn't play, just let the game sub them in for you. <laughs> what a... What a question. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's no fun that way. No, but, but it might. I, t- I, sp- I suppose it's going to depend on your team, isn't it? It depends how badly you choose to yeah. do Just a thought I had just there. Um, and then the other game, Napoli versus Braga. This went really well for Napoli when they played them the first time. Did Lorenzo, the beautiful manny that he is. Um, even though so Napoli lost 1-0 to Juventus they then lost 3-0 to Inter lost 4-2 to Real Madrid they did win the game before that but recent form is not great against uh, in in big games they have had a lot of switches uh, new kind of new coaches and stuff like that Di Lorenzo scored in the first game he didn't keep the clean sheet but if you if a five point five million defender, I think he's a bit more now. But if he scores for you again, 
I mean, he's still a great asset at that price. Uh, he will be playing again. I think Napoli just need to play their strongest team. Um, at home, I think they're a good pick. Um, Aussie men, I think he's also, there's a lot of questions. He did start and play the full 90 against Juventus. Um, Kravaskelia got subbed off. Uh, not injury-related. It's just but terrible. It just didn't perform well. So they played Raspadori and um, Aussie men up front together. Didn't work. Obviously, Juventus held on for the clean sheet. But Aussie men is back. Does that tempt you? Yeah, of course it does. Napoli are at home. So I think it gives him a better chance. So just to say, Braga need to win by more than a goal. And so they need to win by, I think, by two goals or more. We're just talking about counter-attack in City here. So I think Di Lorenzo maybe isn't the best pick because he's a defender and I can see Braga scoring. But Kouarashelia and Osimhen, I think, will be good picks. Genuinely. I just think they're going to be... I just think Braga are going to get smashed on the break to bits in this game. And because a certain Norwegian striker is out. Put striker in this time. Um, I wish I knew more Norwegian strikers. Just it's Hoyland? Just... Oh, it's Hoyland? Norwegian? Oh, is he Danish? Danish? No, yeah, he's Danish. Is he? Remember? How, look, how dare you get your Scandinavian... Oh, my God. Up. They've both got a red flag, all right. Uh, <laughs> um, it's that top it's just messing with my brain it's, everything's red it's yeah. the it's the yeah it's the spelling Osamen I'd say is a good is a oh, I can't be oh, what am I doing yeah Osamen's a good pick well done Dan <laughs> well done I hit my life <laughs> um in reality, though, he he probably is he's a safer transfer in than Kane. Would you say if you don't have Kane? Yeah, I wouldn't be. I have Kane. I don't want him. Being said, Bournemouth put four. I it was I don't care four past Man United at the weekend. But I've still got Man United one 11 Um Yeah. So if you had a sub, if you had a transfer in Aussie men or Kane, who would you transfer in? Match day six chaos. Uh, to me, Aussie men. Yeah. Um, even though I do, I have Bayern Munich winning. I still think Aussie Aussie men's a safer pick. Um, but this is a classic. Aussie men gets rested, <laughs> manages minutes. Raspadori players scores multiple goals. No, Raspadori scores, gets subbed off with five points. That's Rasp. That's Raspadori's uh, story. Um, sure, he's not going to arrest them when they've got a yeah, I don't think so. No chance. Um, so that's Real Madrid Napoli making it through and kind of that group staying the same, which is a bit boring. In terms of just quickly, in terms of Braga, it's Bruma, I think, forward, he's quality. He is quality. He scored against Napoli the last game, really good. I'd not hesitate to bring him in if you're really looking to go, particularly Punty. I was thinking in terms of Napoli's midfield. Angisa always looks like he's going to score whenever I watch him play in the Champions League. Not necessarily in Serie A, but in the Champions League, he's just 
up for it and he gets into little positions and he's had he's had a couple of goals disallowed or he's had one disallowed one's counted so I think Unky says a canny canny pick and he'll get your ball recovery points as well it's it's Zelinski who's the ultimate troll who will take penalties away from yeah like Zelinski should be the penalty taker he's their best penalty taker yeah but you can't pick him because Kawada Shelley I'll just pop him go oh yeah well I'll have one yeah Um, and he's rubbish at them yeah, if you're a Quarashelia yeah. owner, you do not want him taking a pen. It's just minus two points straight yeah. away. Um, so the next group, Group B. Whoa, what was the score? Oh, so Napoli 2-1. Probably reverse. Napoli 3-1. Aussie men hat trick. Uh, group B. Um, this is where we're starting to have people who are guaranteed their spot and... Matches are getting a little bit less competitive. So I guess we'll fly through these ones. Yeah. Arsenal against PSV. Go it PSV. Was, it was a very one-sided game when they played each other in match day one. Yep. Uh, will that repeat? I think Arsenal aren't the best travellers. They've secured top spot. They've, or, uh, this, they've, is, this is Arteta's chance to rotate his entire team. But is Arteta... Arteta is one of their managers yeah, who will complain about congest, like fix your congestion, and then play the exact same starting eleven. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for him to like. You think Eddie and Ketcher plays up front, and you think Jorginho plays in the middle. Um, I, I think a really underrated pick for Arsenal in the Champions League has been Tommy Asu. He's injured, isn't he? I don't know, but he's, he, he got injured. You have a look at that. But obviously, last game he got the a few assists. He's been playing pretty much the majority of the Champions League matches. Um, but it, it's players like that who are just outside of starting who are going to be good picks, I think. Um, just waiting to see if he's fit. Injury. Uh, right, so we've got an update on his injury. I'm just going to have to go into it. was from 15 hours ago. Uh it is Miguel Arteta remaining hopeful regarding a swift return to action. However, the Spaniard revealed earlier this week the 25-year-old's prognosis was worse than initially hoped. Oh, lovely. Uh, now facing six weeks on the sidelines. Well, never mind. But he has been a good pick in the Champions League. Um, I think in terms of... Kiwi... Ki- I kind of never pronounce his name. Kiwi O. Probably play Ramsdale. Will probably play. They're the. I mean, they are the early kickoff. Yes, so that's the good thing. We'll see the team because these are the early kickoff. This is the game. You this game and the severe. You want players game. You want players from these games because you know they are going to play. I guarantee you, with all the congestion that's going to happen, if you're someone that that doesn't need to take hits, you think. Definitely, you want players from these teams because they, even if you, you got four of them, let's for argument's sake, one from each team, the basis for them four is going to be eight points. And honestly, match day six is eight points people will not get because of everyone being dropped. Like, imagine Cancelo Kunde get dropped. We've got another player to talk about that's been dropped. Um, you've got injuries happening to popular picks like Brace Mendes. Imagine Bellingham does get dropped. Imagine Harlan, uh, Kane doesn't play. Haaland is injured. 
Like there are so many Wait, things. Holland was the Norwegian Holl- striker you were talking about. I think so. So there's so much stuff going on that you should probably pick players from these games. And I think if Arsenal play full strength, you want Arsenal players. If yeah, if you see the lineup and they're playing the exact same starting eleven as against Aston Villa, you'll you'll want some. Yeah, if they have like five or six or seven changes. You want PSV players, and I th- I just think it's really as simple as that. Um, I think Trossard might be a shout for this game. Could be, yeah, if he starts for sure. Again, it depends on who's playing around him. Yeah, Trossard will start, in my opinion. I think he'll start, and Martinelli will be benched. Yeah. Um. So obviously, a lot of people will know that um, Arsenal lost Aston Villa, but PSV. They beat Feyenoord since our last podcast 2-1. So against another Champions League team. Uh, I mean, PSV have won every game this season. Yeah. Um, they've won 2-0 on the weekend. They played a Thursday game to help them get ready for Champions League. Class. I love that the league's helping. <laughs> yeah, even when they're already... It's done and dusted. This is done and dusted for that. Like, this game actually isn't important. This game means nothing. The reason why this isn't a bot like bottom group in terms of us talking about it is because of the other game. Yeah, so, but PSV are at home, and they'll probably want revenge. Yeah, um, so long, long versus Sevilla. Uh, Sevilla have not had a great tournament. There, uh, I mean, if they win, they could make third and still go on their Europa League triumph that they always go it's what, in. That's what they're playing for. Um, Lon are at home though, and they've. I think they've held. They've made a good account for themselves. Um, a win against Arsenal and two draws, I think, yeah, has been a very good group stage for them. I, I, I've completely wrote them off, so they, they've they've made it at least this group competitive slightly. Um, other than when Arsenal beat them six nil, but they beat Lyon three uh, two, and they drew nil nil with Montpellier uh, on the Friday. So full strength team. I think you're going to look at who they're... I mean, you're either going to do one or two things with this team. Look at the starting 11 and then be like, right, who has the most uh, who has the most fantasy points out of the starting 11? So search, like, filter in Lon on your Long. on your uh, app and then being like, right, who has got the most points? And you're probably just going to try and transfer in Sergio Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. This has got Sergio Ramos 1-0 written all over it, hasn't it? Sevilla go into the Europa League and Sergio Ramos wins the Europa League with Sevilla. That's like that's, that's what's happening, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. That is what's happening. They'll beat us in the final of the Europa League. I'd be sick. Sick. I'd be ill. But anyways, let's talk about that the <laughs> Um, Wazian and Naziri, they're a bit of good one of them, too. The two strikers, Sevilla, they lost against Mallorca yesterday, um, but they won in the Copa del Rey, um, and drew against Villarreal in the league. So, I mean, their form it just isn't great. Um, yeah. I don't think any of us predicted for them to be in this situation, but they are going through a transition year with a lot of uh, kind of wholesale changes. So in terms of this group, because it is the early fix, like fixtures, we will see this before the deadline. 
if you're worried about rotation, these are the games you need to target. 100%. What are the scores for both games, Aaron? I'm going to go four. Three, one. Oh, I thought you were saying four goals. I was like... You know, Lon to win 3-1 against Sevilla. And it all depends on the team sheet. I think it's a, it's I think it's gonna be two one to PSV if Arsenal rotate five or six players. I think if Arsenal goes full strength, they'll win two one. Um Lon to win two one. I think Arsenal win both situations. So in that scenario, PSV, I think, will still advance head to head. Who? PSV? PSV are through anyway, aren't they? No, Lon could catch them on points. I just need to check the head to head. I thought PSV were guaranteed yep. through. Well, they beat Lon's 1 0. And then they. No, you know, both of them are gone. Arsenal are top, PSV are second, guaranteed. Uh, because of the head-to-head against Long. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was checking. Oh, sorry, sorry yeah, yeah, no, fine. yeah, so they're definitely through, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Long uh, need to win or draw at Sevilla to go into the Europa League. If Sevilla win, then Sevilla finish third and Long finish bottom. That would be cruel. That would be fairly cruel, but I think, is this not like the order that we had them in anyway? Like, we actually, I'm sure we went for like Arsenal nah, PSV to go through. last. Oh, I did say PSV Arsenal go through. Because that wasn't looking like a good uh, prediction about four weeks ago, was it? Yeah. After match day one, we were like, we made a huge... After match day two, what we're doing. Yeah, because PSV were the... um, Were they part one? No, Feyenoord were. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, that's that one. So, last three groups... We'll go on to the next one of the Tuesday. Group D, Real Sociedad versus Inter. Salzburg versus Benfica. Just a straight shootout for who finishes first. And then the other one, match will fit, see who finishes in third. Real Sociedad, Inter. Real Sociedad, we called we called these two, thankfully, even though Real yeah. Sociedad were um, four. four. And I think a lot of people had Benfica, Inter going through. And we were like, no, we oh. see Real Sociedad going through they've made a really good account for themselves. One of the best defensive records in the Champions League, only conceding two. Um, so in terms of defensive assets, really, really good. One in- defensive asset, Munoz, who I have on my team, dropped because Kieran Tierney is back. I mean, for how long? Oh, true, true. But he's back for this game because he's not injured. He didn't get injured at the weekend. So yeah, Tierney's back, which means that Munoz, the left back, who's done so well, has been dropped. So that is my first uh, transfer that I need to make. I need to take Haaland out as well. Uh, and Brace Mendes, we've already mentioned, out for up to six weeks with a broken arm because Etienne Kapui snapped him in half. So there's the third transfer. Now, you are you taking a hit? I might, I might not. Because... I need the thing is I wouldn't take a hit if it wasn't for my how unsure I am about Kunde playing because it, like you've got a bench there you've got a bench there you can only you can still only play eleven players ten yeah. outfield players uh, it's the it's the worry about other defenders maybe not playing just out of a potential rotation risk so 
and also like, do I want any other defenders? Like, which which team's defense would I bring in? I've said portals maybe, but I mean that seems still seems a little risky. So is it worth the minus four? I personally don't think so, but we'll we'll just have to sort of see. I think the minus fours are worth it if you think someone's going to score a goal. Like midfield minus fours are worth it. A defensive minus fours? Nah, not when you basically you're requiring a clean sheet. Or a Matt Hummels player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just shut up. Um no, so in terms of this, obviously it was one one when they played each other. Real Sociedad were the better team. It was a Martinez. Um it was almost a last minute, but yeah, in, grab on it. Inter played a rotated side like they have done the whole group stage. With that in mind, um Inter are coasting. They'll probably want to secure top spot. Um, it would not surprise me if this is the game where he plays a full strength eleven. Such a colony. Yeah, they... I can't see it. I just think like where are in, in the league, top. top? Yeah, how, how many points clear ish? Um, like two, three, seven, twenty-three. Uh, Juventus are second. They are two points ahead. Yeah, nah, that that league's still all to play for. It's... I mean, them two are ahead mm-hmm. of everyone else. Dumf- yeah, but there's no prizes but for second. Is they there? beat Napoli three 0 they beat Udinese 4-0. They drew with Juventus 1-1. Um, Dumfries, he's injured. Yes. DeMarco. Played and scored on the weekend. Of course he did. He's not playing. Absolutely not playing. Also, I don't think you'd want any in a defender against Sociedad. They're a good team. If you had to guess the other three goal scorers. For Inter. Against Udinese. Against Udinese. So who scored? DeMarco scored. Chanaloglu. Yep. Barella. No. Oh, you lost. Turam Martinez. Ah, uh, I thought Lataro. So basically, all the all the Champions League picks. Yeah, pretty much. Did Barella so, score against someone? Like the week? I'm sure Barella scored recently. Did he? Probably. Thought he, did he score in the game before? I thought he scored a, a really good goal. The game. I need to try not to talk about Inter too much while I'm wearing. Ah, uh, we'll talk about them. We haven't talked about Inter enough, is what I think. <laughs> uh, Bastoni is back, even though I've just transferred out. Um. So in I think in terms of the back line, he's safe because DeVry's injured. Um Darmian's gonna be playing as the right wing back. Um also Pavard is injured. So there's not many centre backs for Inter. So I do think Pastoni's gonna be a I mean he has just returned, but in terms of the, the back line that they played uh, against Udinese, Bisek, Acherby. Bastoni and Darmian switched for Bastoni later in the match. Well, Darmian was the starting right wing back. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah. went back to play centre back. Got it, yeah. Um I think that was with the the game against Real Sociedad in mind. So Bastoni. Yeah, I think Bastoni will be good to play. A, he's a good I think he's a, he's an alright pick. He did well. But I mean, this is a man that rotated even the goalkeeper last week. And it nearly backfired. With like yeah. the what three nil down at halftime or something other? Shao Mario Hatrick Fuman. Um Juan Cuadrado is the person who's gonna be playing that right wing back role. Do you think he's actually gonna be starting over Damian? Uh no, but I do think that limits it's either gonna be an early sub for one of the defenders, which is just synonymous with Inter. Um obviously you've got potentially Augusto who's gonna play in DeMarco's place. Um, 
I think Alexis Sanchez is potentially going to play. It's just they're just so annoying. I don't know why Inter just don't just play their full strength eleven. Um, probably because they haven't needed to. They've qualified. Uh, job done. But I think they will want top spot. And Real Sociedad in Italy, I think it's it's going to be a good game to watch. Um, if you don't want to watch any other Man United drama. So, what do you see the scoreline be? 1-1 again. But so that'll, finish want... Real, that'll be Real Sociedad finished on top yeah. in a second. Yeah. Um... I don't Simeone cares. Yeah. I'll I keep calling him Simeone, like he's my mate. Inzaghi, Simeone Inzaghi, I don't think cares. Just keep on. Send him a Christmas card this year. Um, People and Simeone. No, I see Inter winning. Um, actually, no, I don't. Nil nil. Nil nil. Defensive assets are the ones to get. Don't say that. Not when I've got Munoz. On to the next game, the one that actually means something. Benfica. Salzburg. Salzburg are at home. Uh, Benfica bottom, so Salzburg have the advantage. I think Benfica are the team that will do it. I think Di Maria's back. They're playing better. I'm not sure actually what the score was at the weekend. You know, I think they might have got beat. But I think if the fight the showed against Inter has anything to go by. I also think for Salzburg, they're not a good defensive team. They're not a good attacking team. They're like a good neutral team. Like they're a team that when they don't really know what they're going to have to do, they're probably better. Whereas they're going to have to defend, I think, for this game. And I just don't think they can set up with a low block. Like that's just not them. I mean, so they obviously drew 0 0 with Sociedad. Uh, it was then they've won 1 0, 1 0. So, I mean, they did well against Sociedad too. Yeah, I'd, to be honest, I just think we're picking the bottom of the barrel at the minute with these. Like uh, For me, if you're going to go for one of these teams, you want to be going for attacking players. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of Benfica, they're, they're potentially a shout to get for a team if you were looking for transfers. Um, just, one last hurrah. Yeah, one last hurrah, get them in. Um, in terms of specifics, obviously Mario did well. Um, in the last match, it was against his old team, so he had a bit of uh, extra motivation. But, yeah. Um, Rafa Silva scored at the weekend. Other than that, like the beat Sport and Lisbon, who were top of the league a couple of weeks ago, but then they've had a couple of draws. They're too inconsistent for me. They're, but again, the, the reason why I think like maybe attacking options is obviously they went so far ahead against Inter threw it all away, but attacking-wise, I don't really care who wins. I just want my player to score. And Di Maria likely on pens. I know that João Mario used to be playing Di Maria's on them now. Could go for João Mario, could go for Arne. He's just expensive, isn't he? He is, but I think he's a maybe a limitless pick. Yeah. He's a, he's definitely like a last-day limitless pick. Yeah. But um, I'd, I'd, other than that, I'd probably avoid both of these teams. No, I think I think that's a, a good shout. We're in the last two groups. 
Let's fly through. So Atletico Madrid, Lazio, um, playing for top spot. Atletico Madrid at home. Won again today. I think Atletico Madrid are the favourites. Um, I think these two teams will play like a strong-ish 11. I don't think they'll rotate. So potentially, in terms of limitless, Griezmann's probably a, sh- a shout again. Always, always. If you're um, on a limitless, Griezmann's a great shout. If you're not, Morata, just for the price. Morata scored today. Yeah. Um, uh, Lazio, they drew 1-1 to Verona. Well, they're away. Yeah. Makes sense. They're a home team, so the fact, and then before that, obviously we knew what they were like with Celtic, but uh, they lost two one to Salonatana. I don't even know if that's how to pronounce it, but um, so I think that's a away from home. They're not great, so again the favor goes into Atletico Madrid. I do think Atletico Madrid are a team to target for Wednesday games. I agree. Um, so if you are looking for someone. Say, if, for example, in my situation, I do not have. Um, actually, I'm in the opposite. I have too many Wednesday players. Yeah. But I, I do think Atletico Madrid are the team to target for that second day. I think people are already there. People have one or two. Um, keep them. And if not, transfer them in. I think they'll beat Lazio. Yeah. I think the Lazio ship sailed. If mm-hmm. you've got them, you don't need to take them out. But if you don't have them, you're not bringing them in. It's gone. Oh, yeah. You had your chance. I think in terms of the uh, quick prediction, 2-1 Atletico Madrid. 2-0 Atletico Madrid. Celtic, Feyenoord. Feyenoord are a little bit of a disappointment, weren't they, in the end? Um, Jimenez probably still could shout for this game, though. Jimenez against Celtic, man. But this is tied up. Like Feyenoord have third Nothing place. to play for. Yeah. This, you could see rotation in this game, you know. This screams rotation, this game. Why would you play? Your best team when you're fighting for a league. Oh, Jimenez did score again on the weekend. Yeah, he did. Of course he did. <laughs> um, but I think they're going to be really good for when we start our Europa League podcast <laughs> and when Newcastle inevitably finish third. Yeah. Um, and Dortmund choke. But if anyone does play Europa League fantasy, Jimenez is, uh, is it a even a thing? Bet. I think it is. Yeah. Is it? I mean, you don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I Celtic at home though they always in for a shout, aren't they? So this feels like it's going to be a good game to watch. Like even though there's nothing to play for, I think Celtic have a lot to play for in terms of pride. I see. I actually think Celtic will win this game. You know, do yeah for a hashi, for a hashi. Well, I just think like the you know when Yara's got his final. I just see final rotating. In Celtic have pride to play for. Final have nothing. It's done. Everything is done. And they're going to Scotland in December. I like Scotland in the middle of December. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's start, like let's start our best players. Why would you do that? Yeah. Just if if Jimenez does play, he's got his in with a shout. <laughs> of course he is. He's quality. Yeah. Um. What's your prediction? I see one one. I would have got two one Celtic. Oh, three two Celtic. Why him, not? Jimenez scoring. Jimenez scoring. And the last one. This will be the early kickoffs in Wednesday. Leipzig young boys. Red Star Belgrade against Man City. Uh, Leipzig. Everything's sorted, isn't it? Yeah, everything. First, second, third, fourth. Are third and fourth sorted? 
I think every, I think everything might be sorted for that group. Yeah. Uh, well, I think so. I, I mean, Red Star Belgrade can finish on level on points with young boys, but I think head to head. Oh yeah. So um, no, no, it's all done. It is all done because uh, head to head. Yeah. So City are top. Leipzig are second. Young boys are third. Red Star Belgrade are fourth. So no one has anything to play for in this whatsoever. Harlan's injured. I know that you got injured. People are like, oh, well, will he play for this? Peps came out and said he'll miss the game and they're hoping to have him back for Palace. But if not, then they'll hope to have him back for the Saudi Arabian Cup or whatever. It is. Oh, it's for the Club, World, it's Cup. The Club World Cup. But is it in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Um. Then you've got uh, Leipzig, who again are trying to do something in their league, like they're fighting for their league, they're fighting for Champions League again, got an important, really hard-earned win against Dortmund 3-2 at the weekend. Like, they don't need to play any of their players, and that's what I'm scared of, because I've got Raum, I've got Xavi Simmons, who scored at the weekend. If you've got Hendricks, if you've got a Pender, like, these players are just for the chopping block. I think this is the, for the players who never play, so that they've made an appearance so they can get a medal if they win. So well, the think... Champions League, yeah. what, Rome. Oh no, no, sorry, Man, oh, Man City. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, Leipzig as well. Yeah, why not? First, Leipzig are winning the Champions League according to this man right here. Um, sorry, continue with your Leipzig run. No, Man City. Yeah, Man City would make more sense in terms of yeah, like you can see, Calvin Phillips is going to play. I don't know anyone Scott else. Scott Carson and goal. Maybe Scott Carson and that's a great shout. That's I was thinking, oh yeah, Ortega will play, but yeah, Scott Carson in goal. To be fair, I think anyone that's in the squad gets a medal. I don't think you have to play. I think you get I think you get 25 medals or whatever, and the entire eight listed squad get it. Um, but Ortega still that's such play. a good shout, regardless. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they concede a lot. Bothered. YOLO. Uh, Matthias Nunes. Is he injured? He came on today. Did he? So he's back. Um, Rico yeah, Lewis he's... will play. Yeah, Rico Lewis will play again. Julian Os Alvarez. Oscar Bob. Oscar Bob. <laughs> Who's he? Great player. Uh, he, is, yeah. he is a really good player. Yeah, he is actually a really good player. Um, but yeah, I think that... Whatever yeah, two gonna... defenders didn't play this weekend, will play. <laughs> a Stones and a Kanji came off the bench. That they'll play. So, um, but I, I think the, the role for the again, they'll be subbed off after 60 minutes, an hour, what 59 minutes. Norm Pep, block your clean sheet points, and then they'll concede a goal and win 3 1, which is my uh, prediction for the game 3 1. Nah, it's going to be more than that. I think even with the weakened team, I think it's going to be 5. Uh, 5-1 Man City and I think Leipzig draw I mean Man City are away from home oh they are away aren't they 3-1 Man City away from home I think Leipzig draw but I wouldn't go for not only would I not go for any of the players in this game at all I'd be sullen Grealish is probably going to play on the left because he played the full 90 this weekend yeah because but uh, Duck is injured. injured yeah I think Oscar Bob's a 10 isn't he he's like a centre mid I don't know if they've got any other left wingers. Julian Alvarez will be up front. I don't know how much Foden will play. 
I don't know. I suppose if you got them, like, you could they you... not just do a false nine? Maybe. If you've already got the players, you might want to keep the Harland. I think we all need we all need to get rid of, and that's the thing. The benefit of this podcast is really to see what striker you're bringing in. And I think it's going to be an Atletico Madrid striker, Jimenez, or um, maybe a Cardi. If you don't or, have Mbappe, uh, Mbappe or Victor Osimhen, yeah, um, I'll probably go with them as well. So, in terms of just quickly, my limitless, uh, sh- basically, should I limitless or not? Um, in terms of people who play on the twelfth, I have five players. That's bad, but you got two free transfers, so that's the seven. So Sommer, Bellingham, Kimmich, Kane, Saka. Good, because you know that at least at least you know Saka players. I don't know how he's still in my team, to be honest. Um, but Asbelaquera. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> You've killed us. Um, Hakimi, Hummels, Henricks, Cancelo. Oh, God. But no, go slower, go slower. Right. One by one. Aspilaqueta. Aspilaqueta out. Hakimi. Not the best. Hummels. In. Henricks. Out. Cancelo. Out. Simons. Out. Jimenez. Which Jimenez? Forward Jimenez. Yeah. In. Mbappe. In. And then blast switching goal for Leipzig. In. So, and then keep everyone who plays on the 12th. Obviously, you all know if Saka yeah. plays or not. So, is that five transfers? <laughs> I think that's fine to make two and roll the dice on three because... Is the upside in yeah. round of 16 worth... Because if yes. if I had limitless and it pays off, it'll be massive. Okay, but it depends on who you want to limitless into. Like, can you justify a limitless with the defenders available this week? I think it's more. I think it's n- you've got no idea which one's going to play for the good teams. I just don't know who's so far this season has played their limitless and it worked. That's also true. So, I think. Out of the people who have played their limitless, I finished 12 points behind them on the weeks that they played. So if I get more than 12 points than them, it's paid off. Yeah. So can I can I make that when everyone else is Yeah, you could. So that that's my that's my thinking behind it. Okay. <clears throat> but what I think is gonna happen, I'm gonna look at the Arsenal lineup. See that Saka isn't playing, which then brings me down to four Tuesday players. And I think that's what's going to make me pull the trigger. That'd, yeah, I'd definitely have a limitless team all lined up and ready to go mm-hmm. if that does happen. And thankfully, I'm not at work at that time, which is not... But if not... Arsenal go full strength, then you want to be bringing in like Odegaard as well. Yeah. Yeah, I need to have a team ready. Um, uh, the more you talk about it, if... the more I like the idea of your limitless. <laughs> so I, I probably I I think I'm like 85% gonna limitless. Ah yeah. Ooh, this is exciting. I hope it goes honestly hilariously badly for you. 
watch everyone else get really good scores. Nah, genuinely, I hope you break the 200-point barrier. I hope your captain gets a hat-trick and two assists and a 5-0 drubbing. For the sake of the pod. I would need it, because I'm not doing anything. <laughs> but anyways, I think that's enough from us. Yeah. And 90 minutes worth. 90 minutes, that was a long podcast. You're probably going to have to do that in two lots, let's be honest. Thank you so much if you have stuck with us for I mean, all it, 90 minutes. Match of the day, you, you got what you needed, and exactly. then it's just the dross at the end. Exactly, it was dross at the end. Um... Also, moving forward, obviously the pods just don't take as long. There's half the amount of teams to talk about. And I say this every time, and they last the same amount of time. It's great. It's great. Just because you like talking. I do. I do. I have ADHD. Uh, if you don't already, please follow Gallagher Shots. You can become a member to them for $2.99 a month. So you get exclusive access to videos and to their Telegram site, uh, plus a whole other host of things. So if you're a Newcastle fan and you're not signed up to be a member, $2.99 a month. If not, just hit the subscribe button to join their channel. Where the main event, you can follow us on Twitter at UCL Fantasy Pod. You can listen to us as well on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, all, all the usual, Google, Apple, anywhere you like, as long as they do podcasts. Other than that, thank you so much again. Best of luck for Match Day Six. Hopefully, rotation doesn't hit you hard. I already know it's going to hit us hard. That's absolutely fine. We'll be with you for a reaction to this, but we'll do a reaction to the whole group stage. And then after that, we'll be back for the draw. a draw and a round of 16 preview as well in the new year. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. And we will see you shortly. Bye now.